Welcome to Shark Talk. I am Laura Rivera, class of 1994 and current Alumni Association president and your host for the first season of Shark Talk. This first season is all about personal growth. Hello and welcome to Shark Talk. I am Laura Rivera, class of 1994, current Alumni Association president and your host for the first season of Shark Talk, all about personal growth. Today, we are happy to welcome CMS alumna Maria Alejandra Fonder, class of 2001. Mariale is a soulful parenting coach. Her main goal is to spark the parenting path, holding space for parents as they explore the journey towards a more empowered family. Mariale guides parents to lead from their core truth, creating compassionate connections. Her coaching style creates one strong, powerful community of parents that support, grow, and can together witness each other on the personal and collective path of healing, transformation, and empowerment, an authentic sense of an interconnected community. Welcome, Mariale. It is a pleasure to interview you today. How are you doing? I am doing well and very, very happy to be here. Thank you for letting me come and uh, share this time with you. So you are all you're in this journey right now. I mean, you, you just told me that 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 you worked at, at at your school, and I know and I know that you helped found a heritage yeah. school. But now you are dedicated to to being a coach mm. and conscious parenting. What is exactly conscious parenting, and what are those like key elements that we can find? Yeah. Um, I like to say that conscious parenting, and I and I focus very much on this idea of soulful parenting, is about being, taking your unique parenting journey, which is so special and so um, amazing, and using it to grow up with your children. Instead of thinking, you know, I'm already the grown-up and I have to know everything, it's really seeing that having children is a new opportunity for learning and for growth with your child. And conscious parenting is about taking whatever is happening in your life with your child and with your, uh, the connections around you and using that to grow, to grow in your awareness, to grow in your capacity to be present, to stay present, to recognize um, that this is where you are and that there is no other place that you have to be. This is your calling and how to use whatever is happening in your journey for your own personal growth and to support your children. And I like to think that becoming a parent is an amazing opportunity for awakening, is an amazing opportunity um, to leave of individuation, of becoming your, your person you were meant to be. Instead of a moment, something to block you, to make you think, you know, I'm stuck here, which is a lot of the, the stories that we tell ourselves when we have children. It's a completely different experience. It's, a, it's an, an expansive experience. It can be an expansive experience yeah, if totally you choose agree. to use a consciousness and awareness in your parenting. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that uh, as a parent, when, when we grow and when our children grow, we... I mean, hopefully, but this, and I'm talking about my personal experience, we learn to be more tolerant. Uh, we learn to be more empathetic. And what hurts them also hurts us. And that's why you stay. That's, that is a key of parenting and being actually becoming aware is because you want so much for them to have the best possible space, the best possible environment that you can provide for them, that you're willing to put up with the stuff maybe that you didn't want to see in yourself. You hear a lot like your children are your mirror. Yeah. And 
when you when you actually dive in and you make the choice to say, you know, I want to become awake and aware in my parenting, you're saying I'm now willing to see that part of me that needs to grow. That was that I was kind of. I'm not going to touch that because I don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. But I want to touch it. I'm going to stay put because I know that that's going to be the best interest of my children. And um, generationally, lots of women as mothers, thinking about mothers, we've uh, become martyrs and saying, like, we have to give up our own lives for our children. And totally not. No, 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 we shouldn't. (laughs) Exactly. Because that's what then we're passing that on to our children. What we want to do is the contrary. You know, really become clear as to who we want to be, the authentic person that we want to be, and awaken that person and help that that capacity to grow up with them along our children to allow us to be authentic, to live authentically and for them to also see what it looks like to live an authentic life. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny that you say that because, um, if we, if we see the patterns that we lived with our parents, Mm. um, it's, it's, it's so different, Mm -hmm. uh, nowadays and 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 we can all uh, remember like the familiar phrase of you know how much I sacrificed for you. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's so 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 <laughs> so it's it's totally different now. And and the 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 typical old parenting phrase. Um, and it's not and it's not that I want to criticize. The, no. that was that was that generation, yeah. and that worked for them. But now it's it, it it's different. But that old parenting phrase, because I said so, oh, yeah. why does that not work now? You know, it's, it's, it could work now. I mean, if you want a parent from a perspective of, of power and, and a lot of, and I talk a lot about empowered parenting and in the empowered family. And the basis of an empowered family is the idea that we are all equal in our family. We all deserve sovereignty. We all deserve respect. We all dis- deserve uh, a voice. And no matter if we're more mature, or if our brains are more developed, if we have more experience, what used to happen before, and I think it's all of our responsibility, and as you said, we're not blaming the past because it's not about that. It's about softening um, our experience in relating with one another and the way that we've been, that our parents related to us and so forth and so forth. We just have a responsibility of continuing to soften those connections between uh, generations and generations. And so the way that the pattern that usually happens is that when we're little, we have parents that are much more powerful than us, that act more powerful than us. And so uh, we start feeling powerless. Okay. And then when we become parents, all of a sudden we have this power over another being and everything that's not working in our lives, we take it out on them. Yes. So, and it, we don't believe that they have the voice or the capacity to understand or to, to be part of a, a team, a team effort in becoming autonomous, in becoming empathic. We just think, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to say because I said so. I don't even want to have this conversation. You don't deserve that respect. You don't deserve that um, a communication. What I want from you when you're doing that, when you're, you're, you're parenting from a place, it's called power over parenting, which is the hierarchy of father, mother on top, child below. And what that's looking for, the goal, even if you want to or don't want to, is uh, children that are obedient, that are good girls and good boys. And sometimes we want that. I don't know if you, but sometimes that's what I want from my kids. I, I sometimes say, I just want you to listen to me and do what I say without me asking it. Of course. But it, if, because it's just, it's instinctively the way that we've been 
we've been parented and the way that we've been we've learned and are neurologically have learned to communicate but what we're looking for now when we're looking at, at consciousness is really going into connected parenting in, yes. in a place where everybody is the, where the aim is empathy where the aim is self-reliance and and that's what we're trying to do and it's an effort because we have to change our behaviors and the way that we were wired to communicate with others yeah, and, and and it's also it's also interesting, and I mean we live in the era of information, and and I know that's it's changed everything, mm. in, including parenting. I mean the 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 simple because I said so was accept was acceptable, and 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 we understood it, but now I mean our kids question us; they have information, so. Well, depending on the age, but they, they, they do feel more empowered because of that information. I understand what you're saying. Like, they have more ac access to uh, a society or cultural paradigms through uh, TV and social media where um, they, their voice is more respected, and therefore they expect to that from others. And that's, that's beautiful because the culture works with everybody, all the different parts putting in their, you know, their voice. So... Um, and I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing that the culture has changed in a way that children are standing up for themselves. And it means that probably our, if it, our parenting or the, or the generations that came before us were doing a softening job and allowing that to happen as well. So it's a slow transformation that we're doing where we're looking for equality, where the, the idea of equality is okay. And, and I think the reason it's a good thing is because raising from a place of fear isn't something that's going to help society. It's not going to help what I call the connection wound, which I think is the only wound. It's that connection that we have to ourselves and the connection that we have with one another. So um, parenting from a place that allows for us to focus as a team is really what's going to allow healing. And I know that... Um, I know you, there's a resistance, and there's always a resistance, right? The pushback would be, well, you're becoming a permissive parent. If you're not power over, then there, you fluctuate to the other side, to permissive parenting, where you allow your child to do anything, and you're scared of confrontation, and you have a spoiled child. And yes, of course, that is a true possibility. You can fluctuate from being power over to going completely power under. That can happen, uh, and, and, we're not, and, and sometimes you sway, and, and that fluctuation is normal as you're trying to find that balance of saying, no, no, no. I have really, uh, I'm going to give you all the support that you need to meet the expectations of your life, but I'm going to give you the support. And that's connected parenting. That's saying limits are good, but their rules are good, boundaries are good, but they're going to be based on values and not on fear. Yeah. And talking about um, those, those limits and, and, and also, I mean, the, the collaborative effort that you have as a family and, and with children. To what extent can can we let our children make their own decisions? I mean, I know that depends also on age, mm, uh, developmental uh, capacity. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, when is that? You know, where's the limit to it? Well, I guess it depends on the decision, and it depends on the child, like as you were saying. So uh, that when I when I work with parents, the most important thing that we develop a, a lot is that capacity to trust. And you were talking about social media and about just all the information that's available. And um, it's very interesting because there's so much information available for parents that what ends up happening is that you start to 
to not trust your own self uh -huh. and your intuition and what's right. And you're like, I speak to a lot of parents that the, the biggest thing that they have is incapacity to know if they're doing it right. Yeah. And the anxiety of like, you know, did I do it right? Did I give too much? Did I give too little? Am I making too many? Is, is this a right limit? Is this not right? Can they watch TV? Am I praising them too much? Am I, you know, what is the right answer? And it's this big enigma as to what it is. And so I think that the first thing is that if you have a connected relationship with your child and you're constantly fostering that moment through moment because we talk about presence and that is the biggest thing. It's yeah. about awareness and presence in the moment. So if you are working in being that unconditional parent for your child, then uh, the decisions are going to be made slowly based on their capacity to deal with it. And as a team, and I mentioned that so much, so you say, you know, these are the limits and these limits are not based on what other parents are saying, or what society's saying, or what I read on Instagram, or um, or in what my child wants because I don't want confrontation, yeah. or on inherited parent inherited values that you got from your parents. No, because my parents said that this was the important thing, so now yeah. I value that. They're based on your core values, and core values are something that when you say them, like. For me, one of my core values is, is uh, gentleness, right? And so when I say gentleness, it doesn't feel like it's something that I'm insecure about. I am clear that that is an important value in my house. So when I put the limits, I'm like, is this valuing uh, the way that, we, that as a family we look at gentleness? Are we doing it that way? Um, and, that's how, and that's how you create your limits. And that's how you, you know when your child is ready to make a decision. Is it respecting the family values? Do they feel well? And then... Um, on a separate note, and this is more based, there's moments in life where children and, and young children, young adults as they move forward, they need a process of initiation. And I talk to a lot of parents of teenagers are like, well, because they, you know, they don't go to school, they don't, they, they're always getting late to class or they're doing this little thing. And I'm saying, you know what they're asking? They're asking. It's, it's an anger. It's a life force within them. And what it's doing is it's rebelling. And that rebellion is healthy rebellion. It's a rebellion that comes from saying, I am my own person. I am not you, mama. I'm not you, dad. Uh -huh. and, and so there's a moment when you have to start seeing, when you start seeing that life force um, rebel in one way or the other, um, it's asking for something. And, and hopefully you've had the communication that they can, and, and that they're so amazing that they're capable of telling you that this is what, that they're ready to make the decision on their own. But as a very aware parent, you're saying, wow, you know, they're asking for something. And so this is a moment for me to say, are you ready to make this decision on your own? Yeah. And how can I help you in this process of initiation? It really is. Uh, um, moments, and especially in a teenager's life, when, they're, when they need that, um, that trust yes that they can do something on their own yes and and with guidance it's a it's a guide it's trust and guidance and it's for every ounce of expectation that you give a child or, or decision power let's call it empowerment um, you have to give them the same amount of support yeah and they have to come hand in hand I, I, I totally get it and I mean we are as, as parents and this is like a general comment uh, afraid of, of making the mistakes and, and saying are we doing it right mm. and we also do not let our children make mistakes and, mm. and, and it's so important to like be flexible in that sense obviously we need to learn from our mistakes yes. the, the idea is to learn not to 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 mm. uh, commit the mistake once again and again 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 uh, so in that i mean in in that sense i think that 
that the limits also go with that. Of I mean, course. learning from those those mistakes and yeah. and it's like it, it's like it's like I give, but then and then I learn from that giving, and then I I, I try to pull back more or less. Wait, tell explain that. Go deeper into that. I mean, I'd like to know it's, more. It's 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 like as a parent, we need to. Uh, let our children make mistakes, right? Ah, the, the, I understand. So it's our house, how, how many mistakes are we going to let them make and when yes. do we intervene? What's the moment yes. to intervene? Okay. Yes. I mean, I guess, that, is that a question or more like, is it, is it it's something? It, 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 it's a question and also a reflection yeah. about, about what you said. Because uh, I think that when we learn from our mistakes, the limits, we, we also set the limits, yeah. right? So, so when do we get when do we come involved? How do we become involved? When and how? More the how. Yeah. And and that's beautiful. I think that that's a great question. Uh, Carol Dweck uh, talked about growth growth mindset, and she says growth mindset as opposed to like say the fixed mindset is the capacity to um, understand that we might not know something, but we'll we'll know it later. Like it's something like you know it, but you don't know it yet. Uh -huh. But if you keep on practicing, if you believe that you can improve on it, then the mistakes are beautiful. There's it doesn't it's not deterministic. It's more like I can grow from this. This is a moment, and this is perfect because we're speaking about personal growth, right? Yeah. So this idea that um, mistakes are your are, are or practice. Well, so instead of calling it practice, it's like you want to do this. You want to practice doing this you might make a mistake, and how can you learn from the mistake? And what kind of conversations can you and I have as mother, father, and child that will help you see it? And it's really just saying, well, that happened. Like, how do you think it went? Like, it's almost like allowing them to, to engage in, in, in their uh, upper, air, like the, their more, ex we'll call it the higher self brain, <laughs> and really reflect on this process of what happened and how could they do it better the more you can help your child go into that reflection and the most the more you can go into reflection because we, we all have you know we're learning with our kids the the more you'll be able to learn from those mistakes and, yeah. and I think that's the kind of conversation that parents and children should be having not all the time because it could be overwhelming for a child you should have recreational speech yeah, yeah. conversation as well and playing and humor and all that stuff uh, but when, when when there's a need I think the kind of, of engagement is that is is how can you help your child engage uh, in reflective thinking and in uh, a more mindful way of, of living yeah I, I, and making peace with with them not meeting your expectations or making peace with allowing them to make a mistake a lot of the work is inwards more than asking our kids for something yeah. you know or actually doing it's more of emotional regulation, not thinking that like you're being attacked by a saber-toothed tiger when your child decides to make a mistake and you're like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally get it. And I mean, society instills uh, high expectations. Yeah. Uh, parents also instill high expectations. And when we drill, I mean, when we drill our children towards that, mm -hmm. I, it, it, it It, I mean, there there are some success stories, obviously, but I think it's mostly detrimental because it's fundamental to learn from from your mistakes. And also, what I think that is super important, and um, it's hard for people, is as a parent to say, "I am sorry" to Ooh. our children. Uh, Yes, that's a great, I love that. that that's, I am sorry. Oh, wow. I, we talk about forgiveness so much. And the funny thing is that the, 
it's hard to tell our children that, but we, I call that repair. Um, because we're going to make a thousand mistakes. We're just learning. And, and as parents, we're going to make a thousand mistakes. But children learn so much from that moment of repair. And the first repair that we have to do is with ourselves. There is so much toxic shame because it's like putting, um, trying to use a, a good metaphor, but it's, it's like something went wrong and then on top of that, we put more shame on ourselves and we start like, you know, blaming ourselves for everything that we did wrong and we're so embarrassed and so ashamed of it that we don't even want to like repair it. Or we start creating walls of because the reason I did it, they deserve that because of that and this and this and this and that. They deserved whatever they deserved. But but you're saying that from your mouth out, outwards, but inside you feel so bad. Yeah. At yourself. So the first thing that I that I recommend when I work with parents is really going inwards and learning to daily like this is a daily practice. I don't think it's like a one time thing. Daily, you have to forgive yourself for all the things that you did and then find the courage and the vulnerability. And Brene Brown talks a lot about vulnerability. Uh-huh. I to, love her. I know. She is. <laughs> who doesn't love her? <laughs> and, and it's about saying, okay, I, first I forgive myself. I'm vulnerable. I can see this. I can see this mistake. That doesn't, I can offer it compassion, not like I have to change this because there's always like, now I, have to, now I see this and now I want to destroy that monster. No, no, no. Offer it compassion and then have the, the vulnerability to go to your child and say, you know, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. And uh, and not blame in that moment. You don't have to be like, and go from a place where you feel empowered, like not, you know, I'm the worst mom. <laughs> I've done this and that's why I can role play very well. You don't deserve a mom like me. <laughs> that's not from a place of forgiveness. No, no. First you forgive yourself, then you go and say, you know, I should. you don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. And the reason I did it was because I was needing this. And I was feeling this, yeah. and I and I you know I commit to try again, not to scream if it was that or whatever it was the behavior, and then from that place of vulnerability and reconnecting, overcorrecting because we want to go to correction right away, then you start saying you know and 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 this is what bothered me. This is what I would what I would like to change, and yeah. I'm wondering if you're willing to change that so that. I don't feel that, you know, you're disrespecting me or I don't feel disrespected or I feel like I wasn't heard. These kinds of things that happen between families. Yeah. I mean, so we can say that I'm sorry, saying I'm sorry to our children or to our loved ones is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It can become. It's a sign of strength and it's a moment for for you as a person to show your vulnerability, be on the same plane with that person and connect. That's, 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 that's the way. It's empowering the connection. Mm-hmm. I like to visualize it between... Um, and, I'm, and sorry, and I'm assuming that these are the kinds of things it, that, that we see that we should like recognize as conscious parenting. Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. And I mean, this is one of the, the big things, right? Um, a, when that space between one person and the other, the mother and the child, the father and, 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 and the teenager, that space in between is what needs to heal. Okay. So, or, or what need, that needs to be strengthened. So when you are able to be vulnerable, you are strengthening that tie. And that's what we're looking for because a lot of the times we're looking at, we, we, our day-to-day actions are looking for short-term goals. 
you know, I want my child to be good. I want my child to be da da da, da to get to places on time. That's a big one. Go to sleep on time. <laughs> Little things like that. Um, uh, be kind to their brother. And we're not looking at the long term. What is our long term joy and, 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 and expectation? I don't like using the word expectation, so we'll change it to intentions. What's our long term intention for, uh, for this family? And okay. how can I be a holding space for our, ch our, our family? I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, not, not thinking about expectation rather than intention. That's mm. nice. That's nice. So, I mean, with I mean, everything we've talked about um, so far, what would you say is that true job of parenting? What, mm. what, is, what would be success or? It's a hard question that you ask uh, to call it just like success in parenting. What would feel successful in parenting? Um, I would define it, I would, I, would call, I would call the job of the parent would be to, to guide the child, um, to be a holding space where everybody in the family feels safe enough to be their true self so that the stories of unworthiness and unlovableness and all the stories that come up are minimized. So as a person grows up, uh, they don't have to rely so much on their ego and the masks that we wear Um, to and and the people around them for validation okay. that we're not looking for validation or that we're or we don't we're not developing a sense of anger that is so deeply and innately part of us that it comes out in everything else or repression. So we want um, we want to create a family, a space, a safe space for our children and ourselves to grow in love and connection. I mean. And be that guide for the parent, for the children. It, I mean, it, I I I love how you 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 sum it up, and 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 it's nice to see. Now speaking at, as like in your person, um, it's nice to see where you've. I mean, where you've grown up till now. You you. You were founder. You you were part founder of of the heritage, and now you've dedicated yeah. yourself as, as as a coach. And I mean, if I if if we look back um, at your time here at CMS, what would you think Ooh. is what would you think? Um, I mean, did 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 CMS? Um, be part is 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 it part of this journey in the beginning? What What did you learn here that is uh, that you are applying today? Let me tell you, Laura, that this is make, it brings tears to my eyes. I I loved my CMS experience there. I, 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 it would be a, a podcast on its own just to talk about. We could talk forever about about my experience here and and everything that it offered me. So many stories of amazing humans that I met. Uh, not teachers, obviously, uh, community members, everything. I mean, Carol Morgan is truly, I am truly a shark, an alma mater of this school, this of my alma mater. It, I love, love uh, CMS. And what it showed me, apart from, from all the amazing humans that I met, was this passion for lifelong learning yeah. um, and, and growth 
that is that means that you don't stop. You never stop growing. And um, I've made it a point to, regardless of if I'm in an institution or not an institution, to really take learning as a part of my life. Uh, if, even if it has to be on my own, you know, I, li I live in... in in Capcana, and for a long time I was very secluded, and that didn't stop my learning because I was able to reach out to all the people around me, and that's something that I learned about being in a community where, where who you are and your passions are supported, loved, and who you are is loved. So I, I think that Carol Morgan, I mean, I have so much respect for what is done here. It's 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 great to to hear you say that. And I think, I think that wraps it up for today. And it's important to also say that you're offering coaching to parents here at CMS. I, I, know, I, know, I know that you, you have a, a group and, I, and I've heard excellent things about That's it. So amazing. I hope it continues. I, yeah, I, we have uh, five more sessions to go this year. So it's really amazing. And, and what, a, what a community. We restarted yesterday and I was missing them. <laughs> So yes, yes. I'm more, I like working with communities. The more, the more that we can change the way that we that parents talk to one another about raising children, the more the, this uh, work will you know vibrate around the communities around, which is what we're looking for. Really, just that that change in the way in the dynamic that we as a community raise our children together. Excellent, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Pues muchas gracias. Uh, Thank gracias you, Mariala, for coming here and and this and was beautiful us, and showing us how to be better parents. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I, I thank you for inviting me. Um, I look forward to hearing all the podcasts that are coming now. <laughs> gracias. Thank you for listening to Shark Talk. Stay tuned for our next episode. 